Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. If you would, stand with me. Welcome all of you watching online. We hold our Bibles up. We make a positive confession every week. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Again, welcome. We are doing a series on gratitude, uh, something that our world has, I think, has escaped our world uh, a lot. We have become so accustomed to getting things quickly and immediately that we are now geared up that if we don't get the things we ask for quickly, we get angry instead of when we do get them, getting grateful. Uh, Gratitude is truly an attitude. It's a choice that we make. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't always feel like rejoicing. I know sometimes you guys think pastors float around in the outer atmosphere. We have big issues too. And, uh, you know, there are days I just flat out don't want to be grateful. Not that I don't want to. It's just my feelings. I don't feel like it. You ever had that moment where you just didn't feel like it? You know, you're upset at something, and when you're upset at something, you're usually upset about some things. If you're upset at someone, you're usually upset about more than just someone. It's many people. And so our attitude uh, is more important, I think, than probably anything that we would, we would think of outside of God, that we develop an attitude of appreciation. Uh, Mark Twain said, Let us be thankful for the fools, but for them the rest of us could not ex- succeed. You know, you, you, everybody encounters fools in life. Just be thankful. They're helping you succeed, you know, because they're not going to, so that opens the door for more of you. Another person writes, uh, some people are always grumbling because roses have thorns. I'm thankful that thorns have roses. It's all about just turning things around, seeing things differently, having a new perspective. Uh, uh, some of us grew up feeling like victims. Our parents made sure we were aware of the fact that we, we were victims. I don't know how that was, but I had great mom and dad. But the reality is, growing up in a, a rather lower middle-class neighborhood, um, the attitude we have was, if you don't get there first, you may not get it. So the idea was to work really hard or press in really hard to uh, take care of number one. And who's number one? Well, certainly not me or you. It's God. And so we don't have to defend number one because God's got our back. But sometimes we get so consumed by everything going on in the world, the chaos, the hate, the meanness, the strife, all the things going on, that it's easy to lose sight of things that, that God has done or is doing for us. And over the last year, uh, you know, the, the COVID situation was extreme. It was bad. But the reality is, I think what was worse is that people became very depressed 
very concerned, very fearful. And uh, that can be corrected without a ventilator. That can be corrected without a mask. The attitude by which we approach life is determined by the choices that we make. There was one man who was going through very serious depression, and his family had spoken with him, tried to encourage him, his friends, his co-workers, everybody knew he was going through a really hard time. And finally, when nobody could reach him, he was encouraged to get counseling. And so he thought, well, you know, it can't, it can't hurt. So he went to a counselor, and the counselor sat down and sat him down and said, you know, tell me a little bit about your life and what's going on. And he began to share with the counselor what was happening in his life and that he was experiencing, according to his friends and family, extreme depression. You say, why is that important? Because sometimes when you're depressed, trust me, I've been there, well, you don't even realize you're depressed. That's how bad it is. And so he was in that kind of situation, and the counselor said, having talked to him just a little bit, he said, let's do this. I'm going I'm to go over to my desk. I'm going to get a legal pad. And I want us to begin to list all the good things in your life and all the, the things that are challenging. He said, well, there aren't any good things. The counselor said, well, let's, let's just work at it anyway. So he said, the uh, counselor looked at him and said, well, let me start by, by saying this. I am so absolutely sorry that you lost your wife. He looked at the counselor and said, I haven't lost my wife. She's at home. She was there when I left. Okay, good. That's, I'm going to put that on the grateful side. Well, with that said, I, I'm so sorry that that you lost your house, that it, that it burned to the ground. I just told you my wife was at the house. It didn't burn down. She's there. My house is there. Oh, okay, so we'll put that down under gratitude, grateful. I'm so sorry you lost your job. What do you mean? I've been at the same company for 30 years. I go to work on Monday just like always. Oh, well, let's put... And finally, the man began to get it. There were things he was not looking at in the right way. Things that he could be grateful for that he didn't even realize. He just took them for granted. Let me say this. The reason most people are not grateful is we take everybody and everything for granted. You expect your car to start, even though you haven't maintained it. If you're grateful, you're going to take care of it and maintain it. And then when it doesn't start, you're going to be happy anyway because you did everything you could to help it start. You're so used to getting up in the morning and your spouse fixing breakfast and having everything ready. You haven't said, I'm thankful in a long time. Well, she's my wife. If anything changes, I'll let her know. We, we're not grateful because we begin to see things that are happening for us as they should happen for us. Instead of going, you know what? I am so thankful. Every day, if somebody does something for you, don't just sit there be thankful. Be grateful. Let them know. You say, well, I am grateful in my heart. That doesn't help a lot of people. <laughs> you need to tell them you're grateful. Now, I'm a type A, so typically this is really difficult for type A people because we're always looking for problems so we can fix them, not people so we can appreciate them. So growing up most of my life, my dad never told me one time Thanks for mowing the acre with a push lawn boy and an 18-inch blade. <laughs> Not one time. Why? Because I live there. I'm supposed to do it. But let me say this to you. Just because somebody's supposed to do something doesn't mean you can't be grateful for what they're doing. If you are an employer and you pay your employees well, 
it doesn't mean that you can just take advantage of them because you're paying them. What you should be saying is, I just want, you know, I know you get paid, but I am so grateful that you show up and you do the job that you do. If you want your employees to like you, be grateful they're your employees. Not by name only. I love this new thing going on. You're no longer an employee. You're a team member. You can change the words all you want. It's the heart, not the words, that really matter. The heart, now when I say it, the words matter, but I'm saying the heart, am I really thankful? Do I just change it from employee to team just to make you happy? Or am I really happy that we are a team? Be grateful. Be grateful. Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, and then Colossians chapter 3, or it'll be on the screen. You don't have to turn there. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. If you wonder about your life and what you're receiving right now, this will sound really harsh, don't mean it to, but whatever we receive is typically a result of the seed that we sowed. You say, well, I don't deserve to be, I haven't been mean to anybody. Well, then, it's a test, and you're going to grow through it, and you can be thankful for the test. If somebody's mean to you, and, and you know they're mean to you, and, and you're going to work tomorrow, go, I am so thankful for you. Why I'm always mean? I'm just grateful because you're helping me grow. Difficulty is not fun, but it can be productive if we approach it with a heart of, of gratitude. God, thank you that you've trusted me to go through this difficult time. Thank you that you believe so much in me that you're not going to let me go it alone. Thank you for being with me. If the whole world would be thankful, even with people for people you disagree with, because the people you disagree with sometimes are God-ordained to help you grow. Iron sharpening iron. So if somebody's mean, that means that God is going to use you to help maybe curtail the meanness a little bit or... Maybe slow it down because you're grateful. You can't fight fire with fire or hate with hate. And so grateful people change the conditions of the atmosphere. And it says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Not just the good ones, all circumstances. You never know when God is saving you or protecting you from something down the road. I've gotten speeding tickets before where I, I've always told, anytime I ever got pulled over, and it's been quite a while, thank you, Jesus, and don't, hopefully this, you know. But think about this just for a moment. That you get pulled over, you're looking at a financial fine, you're looking at a loss of time, maybe you're going to be late for work, whatever the case may be. But what you don't realize is that traffic stop could have saved your life. And oftentimes when we are inconvenienced by troubles in the world, rather than getting grateful thinking something good is going to come out of this, we begin to think of all the reasons this is a bad thing. Now, this last week, Susan was uh, outside of Tulsa caring for a friend who had gone through major, major surgery who has 
no family to take care of her hardly at all she has two daughters one's in LA and the other one has to keep working so Susan said I'll come and stay with you so she went to stay with her so I drove up to see her after Mother's Day sermon I went up to see her and and uh, I could tell on the trip the turnpike between Oklahoma City and Tulsa that something was not right with my car now I don't buy new cars typically I, I probably count on one hand the number if not even two or three fingers because you lose six thousand dollars when you drive now if you can afford to lose I'm all for new cars trust me if you want them I just didn't I just don't do it so I, I last year I maintained my car as well I put new tires on them on on the car and so but but and and it only had seven thousand miles or so on the car on the tires and so I just something wasn't right so I'm driving and I hear it I'm hearing this weird noise and I get to Tulsa we hang out and before I was getting ready to return home on Monday uh, I just felt this prompting in my gut to look under the car now, I, I, I thought this is dumb because I just put new tires on it last year but when I climbed under the car and looked both of the back tires the steel was coming out of the inside of them now, the old Mark would have said, I cannot believe this. I'm going to take these back. They've got to be under warranty. That, you know, and you start complaining that somebody did something wrong. But in that moment, I just looked at Susan. And I said, I am so grateful that these didn't blow out on the way up here. And I never thought another thought about it. I never said, this is going to cost me $500 or whatever. I never even thought about it. I thought, you know what? I'm just grateful I'm alive. Because you're going... Well, most people are going 75. <laughs> I was too, but there was a little addition on there. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I know that some of you will get mad at me and, and whatever. Just don't judge me because I sin differently than you. Anyway, uh, so I'm thinking to myself that this could have been a disaster. Well, now, these particular tires are hard to find, so I started calling around and I, I finally found somebody who had them. They said, we can't even get them here until noon. Well, I thought, man, I need to be on the road. I got to get back. I got, I got meetings. And uh, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to just go through the motions, you know. Well, so while we take it to have it done and we go eat, uh, we find out that the, the, the direction I was going to be coming home off of Memorial in Tulsa on the Creek Nation Turnpike the very direction I was going, a car had flipped over in the middle of the highway and was on its top. Now, you could easily say, well, it wouldn't have affected you. It could have been me, or I could have been caught in it. So, again, there are times that we don't see how God protects us. But on this particular day, I could see several things I felt like God had kept me from and protected me from. There are times that you will go a different direction. You know in your gut that you need to go a different direction. And you, don't, you may never know why you went that direction. But you can be thankful that whatever it was, God, I don't know what you protected me from, but I'm thankful you saw ahead, and here I am. You say, well, this is silly. You know, in a world that is so entitled, gratitude has taken a back seat. And we need to be grateful people. You need to be grateful first. You know, if you have kids that, that they do chores at home, I, I know it is laughable nowadays, right? It's like, what? I'm not doing anything. 
I didn't choose to come into this world. It was your fault I'm here. I've, you've heard all those lines, I'm sure. But I, I can remember doing what I was supposed to do as a kid, because if you didn't when I was a kid, there was not a, nobody counted to three. I don't think it was because we were uneducated or dumb. It's just my parents thought, I don't need to count to three, you knucklehead. You know, I told you to do this, go do it. One, two. It's like we have... You could tell I'm old, man, because I'm going back to walking 10 miles in the snow and grew up in Florida. Anyway, so... But, but what I'm saying is, I loved my dad, but it would have been nice to hear... If you mowed the lawn, thank you for mowing the lawn. Thank you for taking out the trash. You've got an arrangement in your marriage where you do one thing, your wife does. Be thankful. Don't ever take for granted what somebody else is doing for you, even if it's their job, quote, unquote. Being grateful is absolutely critical, and I'll get to this next weekend, critical to relationships. Most marriages and most relationships could probably be healed with simple gratitude. You say, that's, that's just too easy. Is it really? Yeah, it, it should be too easy, but it's not too easy because of pride, expectations, and, and things of that nature that keep us from really going, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. See, I could look around and say, uh, I see a lot of people aren't here because of the rain, or I can look at you and say, I'm just so grateful you're here. You see, you look outside at things that could be negative in your mind instead of saying, I've got you here. And all the people who didn't make it, they're missing out. They don't get to see you. They don't get to sit next to you. They don't get to fellowship with you. They don't get to hear a great worship and a eh, sermon. <laughs> Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Now, I'm not trying to pick on anybody at all, but I want to say this. When is the last time that you can remember giving unsolicited praise to someone else? No, I mean genuinely unsolicited so much so that if you're a man and you say it to your wife, she's going to ask you what you did wrong. What do you want? Because the reality is that sometimes it's gratefulness is so far removed from your relationship that it would shock somebody if you said thank you. Why should I say thank you? That's expected. That's what you're supposed to do. Because they're doing it. Proverbs says, let the lips of another praise you. It's okay to praise one another. Be appreciative. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. If you know the Bible, you don't even have to ask God for certain things. You can tell him what he promised you you would have. God, thank you that you said if I obeyed, I'd be blessed in the city and the country coming in and going out. I'd be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Though my enemies come at me from one direction, they flee in seven. I don't have to ask God to protect me. I say, God, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for protecting me. 
So you mean I don't have to ask him? No, I can be grateful that he does. I'm grateful that every day he does. I'm grateful every day that he never leaves me nor forsakes me. I am so thankful every day that I am saved. I am. I'm saved. <laughs> There'll be people in your life that'll question that. They're called religious people. I've done funerals for 40 years, 30, 40 years. And I have had people mad at me because I'm just going to say, I'm not Jesus. Or every funeral I've ever done, they all went to heaven. <laughs> How do you know that? I don't, but it's just it's easy to say they did as they didn't. <laughs> I'm not the judge. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, they're in a better place. You say, How do you know that? God's a God of grace and mercy, and I'm just believing that they weren't fools till the end. There are some people who every funeral, I know they went to hell. I've been around them a long time. Well, when you go, tell them I said hello. I mean, come on, man. You can't condemn somebody. That's not our job. Our job is to love and be grateful, to be kind and merciful. That's just too much for some people. They, just, they think church is a big spanking. A gathering of spanks. Well, that's, that'd be wrong nowadays now that they've created spanks. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think I knew about those, did you? <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> anyway, I, can, I, I had a really great thing, but I ain't going to say it. All right. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Great. Gratitude attacks envious attitudes. You know, it's hard to be grateful when you're looking around at everybody else and seeing what God's done for them and then comparing it with what you feel like he hasn't done for you. Well, why did my neighbor get a new car? I don't even think they're saved. I mean, I never see them pulling out of their driveway on Sunday going to church, and me, I go all the time. Well, aren't you just religious? Now, I like it that you're here, but don't rub it in God's face. It's like, you know what, when you're looking at them, and, and they might have gotten a new car. My brother did that one time. He was telling me, somebody got a new car. I said, well, anybody can go in debt. <laughs> it was my way of being sarcastic, which I'm very gifted at. don't like it always. But anyway, I just figure I don't need to compare my life with somebody else's life to feel good about my life. You don't have to put someone else down to lift yourself up. Because if you do that, you will fall. Get happy. Don't compare. The Bible says we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. If you are comparing your life with other people's lives, you will not be a grateful person. Instead of criticizing them, go, I am so thankful that God allowed you to get that new car. I know your family needed it. I know you wanted it for a long time. And I am thankful with you that you got that. See, jealousy is a part of our fallen nature. When we see somebody else having something good and we start looking at that, we lose sight of all that God has done for us. I mean, I have an old car. And it's okay. Don't care. I'm grateful I have a car. Hello? I am grateful I have indoor plumbing. 
I'm grateful we have microwaves. I'm grateful we have heat and air. You see what I'm saying? Because well, well, yeah, everybody does now. I don't care what everybody has now. What I care about is I'm grateful for what I have. I want God to know I am grateful. Don't be a fault finder or problem finder. Be a person that's constantly looking and going, I'm going to be grateful. This week, you have a homework assignment. Now, I was a teacher for a while, and I hated homework assignments because it meant I had to work. Meant if they did the papers, I had to grade them. That's how come after about a year, I said, I don't want to be a teacher. This is hard. God bless all you teachers. You put up with a lot nowadays. I'm so thankful for you. And so here's the assignment, and, and I'm going to have to tell Susan we're going to do this. But I'm going to get a legal pad or just get a piece of paper out and put a line down the middle. Things I'm thankful for, things that I wish would change. And just do it. Just take a week. And just, just put it in the kitchen, put it somewhere. At the end of the day, come home, say, what are you thankful for today? Usually we only do this at Thanksgiving. Okay, everybody go around the table. What if you did that every day? Just write it down. Here's what I'm thankful for. It will change your attitude. It will change your life. It will change how people perceive you. You don't have to beg God to do something for you. You don't have to beg him. You're not a beggar. You're a family member. I am a fallen father, and my kids never once came and said, Dad, you think I could have something to eat? No. It looked like locusts entered the pantry. And they didn't even say thank you. And, and here we are, and you, you look at a perfect, wonderful God going, why are you begging me? Be thankful. I inhabit your gratitude. I inhabit your thanksgiving. I inhabit your praise. I sit down in the middle of it. If you want the presence of God in your life, in your house, quit begging him for things and start saying, God, I thank you that you're here and all that you possess is with you. All that you have in heaven is with you. And I'm thankful that whatever you see that I need today, I shall have. I'm not getting better. I'm the best I'm going to be today. If tomorrow comes around, today is my best. Today is my best. Today is my best. Well, you know, I'm not who I'm going to be, but I'm not who I used to be. Don't you love all these just cute little Christian sayings? God, I'm all that I'm going to ever be because today you're with me. And if tomorrow shows up, I'm going to be all that I ever needed to be when tomorrow shows up. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm telling you, this series will change your life more than any other series I've probably ever preached because it's, it, it, it unleashes heaven. Next week, I'll be talking about, remember when, when Jesus, and I'll repeat this next week, so if you don't write it down, you get When he went to the tomb of Lazarus, you remember what he said? He didn't say, God, help me. Everybody's watching me. I need for Lazarus to come forth. No, he says, God, I thank you that you always hear me. He, ahead of time, he said, I just thank you that you always hear me. So what I'm about to say, you always hear me. Thank you, God, for always hearing. God always hears you. It may not happen in the minute you think it should, the way you think it should, but if you'll keep thanking God, I believe that it's going to change everything in our lives. Let's be grateful people. Don't forget this week, write them down. Get a, get a legal pad. And, and if you're not married, just do it yourself. Say, you know, I'm thankful today. I get up almost every day. I'd, I'd say every day because it's pretty much most. But God, thank you for salvation. Thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that I'm saved. 
if anything were to happen, if I were to go hungry, if I were to be killed today, I've got salvation forever and ever and ever. I'm going to live eternally with you. And, and all of a sudden, it triggers something in me to realize the most difficult thing that could have ever happened in my life would be to find one person who would die for me. And I found him. He loves all of us. He loves the worst sinner, the person who feels like they're the worst sinner, the person that feels like there's no way God could love me. I've done way too much. You cannot outsin the cross. You cannot outsin the grace and mercy of God. Today, you get to choose how you're going to approach life. And I promise you, you're going to go from glory to glory. Not glory to misery to glory to misery to glory to misery. Glory to glory. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you've done and all that you do every day. God, I thank you for all these wonderful people in the building and those watching online. I'm thankful, God. I'm thankful that we get to come to you from, in a country that still allows worship freely. God, I'm thankful today for those who are putting their best foot forward, even though it may not agree with what I think. Thank you, God, for all the effort that's going forward for today. We're grateful people, God. We're grateful people. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you who say, well, how do I become grateful for salvation? The Bible says all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Every one of us. Not the good, not the best, not when you're at your best will God receive you. God receives you the minute you pray. He's already loved you, still does, accepted you. Now the question is, will you accept him? So we're going to pray a prayer, and I want to ask all of you to pray this with me and those of you watching online. Pray it right there at home. Pray it out loud. Don't be ashamed. We all need Jesus. We're all broken. But he puts the broken back together, and that's what he's going to do for you today. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. And I call you friend, Lord, Master, Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or to rededicate your life, please text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. 405-500-1310. And, and that text comes to us. We get to celebrate with you. But the most important thing is that you've made a statement, that you made a decision, and that's so important. And every day now you can get up and say, God, thank you. For saving a wretch like me. And you say, well, I've I got a bunch of issues. God will walk through your issues with you. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So the minute you think God has left you because you're still doing stupid, he'll never leave you. He'll never leave you. You can be confident of that. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.